We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, everyone. It's Tony. Before we get into tonight's show, I just want to remind you once again to go to your favorite podcatcher, hit subscribe, and leave us a happy review. You know those happy reviews help us rise in the charts so more people can enjoy the show just like you. When you're done doing that, go to Facebook and Twitter and give us a follow and a like. We also have a new Facebook fan page where you can join the conversation about these shows. I would really encourage everybody to go join that group. If you want to be on the show, there's two ways to go about doing that. You can either email me directly at theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website, which is theconfessionalspodcast.com. Go to the connection section and you can email me that way as well. I really hope everybody enjoys the show. They're staying in the shadows. It's called probing. Make sure things are all clear. Therefore, for the rest of the night. You guys hear that? Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Tony Merkel, and I am being co-hosted right now by my wife, Lindsay. And we are going to be starting a new segment that Lindsay would like to talk about. Okay, so here we go. We are starting a new segment for the Confessionals podcast. It's going to be at least monthly, maybe bi-monthly, not every single show. But what we're going to do is every so often we are going to open up with a discussion of trending topics in the world of all things mysterious, strange, paranormal, science-y. We're going to just take topics from the internet, from your suggestions, and we're going to discuss a few key ones on the podcast. And the first thing, the first order of business for this segment is to actually ask the listeners to name the segment. We'd like something that maybe is catchy, uh, something that sort of encompasses the discussions that we're going to be having, and we'd like to open that up to you. So from today, from March 4th through next Saturday, March 11th, what we'd like you to do is email theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com with your suggested segment name, whether that is punny, funny, alliterative, Right. Whatever you think would be a great name for this show segment, please send it to us in the next week and include in that email 
your suggested title, your name, what state you're from, and then whether you're on Facebook and Twitter. So then next week in our March 11th show, we're going to announce the name that we've chosen, and then we'll also give you a shout out on, on Twitter and on Facebook. Right on. And shout outs are worth more than gold. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited about this segment here. Uh, we've been planning it for a while, and uh, it's really just cool to see it kind of come together now. So uh, it's been a little bit in the works, but it's finally happening, and I'm excited about it. So, you know, we got a few topics to talk about tonight. Lindsay, what's the first thing we would like to cover? Okay, so the first one that we're going to look at is this comes from uh, the UDOT traffic camera, um, and also pulling off of an article from from Coast to Coast. UDOT is Utah Department of Transportation. And recently, I think within the last week on Twitter, they released these two kind of freaky photos of something that they captured on a traffic camera around Soldier Summit Mountain Pass in Utah. Uh, and basically, I mean, we've both looked at the photos. What they show, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, is this sort of whitish, upright, humanoid figure standing in the road. And it sort of looks like it has face. It looks like it's caught in surprise, I would say, uh, on the far side of, of this road near the mountain pass. It's kind of like that painting of the scream, if you're familiar with it. You can make out, it almost looks like it has its hands up, its mouth is open, if it is a mouth. And it's sort of I don't want to say it's taken the internet by storm, but it's definitely been circulating around Twitter. Um, and I've seen a, a few things pop up on Facebook about what is this photo in the middle of the night out in the mountains? Yeah, I mean, it's always a, key, a good key indicator for us to with this segment because I saw this picture and, you know, I looked at it and I just kept on going about my day. And then you messaged me, have you seen this yet? And so whenever you whenever you message me something that I've already seen, that's probably going to be a good key indicator that maybe we should have it on the show because it's, you know, pretty popular. But uh, yeah, when I saw that picture, you know, I looked at it and it's definitely something standing in the road. I mean, you definitely clearly see where the road begins and ends and there's this figure standing in the road. It, it It's really, a, you know, it is a grainy picture. And because I know there's going to be some people, I, I haven't read any comments on this or anything. But just by looking at the picture, I know there's going to be some people suggesting that it might be an angel because it kind of looks like there could be wings behind it. So I, I don't know what it is because uh, it, it kind of almost looks like it's it's walking. It looks like it might have like a a right leg that is kind of getting ready to pull forward as it's walking across the road. Maybe I don't know if it's maybe somebody in a jumpsuit. I don't know. I have no idea because it's not the greatest quality of picture. But uh, it's definitely something standing there. And the fact that UDOT thought that it'd be uh, a good idea to post it on Twitter means they're they're baffled. So maybe they know the area better than we do. Maybe there's there's cliffs on both sides of the road, and they're like, "How? Where did this person come from? There's nowhere for them to come from in that area." Well, actually, this is what I thought was kind of interesting about this photo. Um, you mentioned the area. So around this area in Soldier Summit Mountain Pass, there's also a little town called Soldier Summit, and it's actually it's a ghost town. Um, back in, I think it used to be like an old West town back in maybe the mid 1800s. And now it's pretty much abandoned. I think there's a gas station and two or three houses that are occupied, I read. Um, so it, 
it used to be a populated town, and now they call it a ghost town. So it's it's kind of interesting, not necessarily you know yeah. calling it a haunted town, but but there's definitely a, a strangeness to that area. I think having not not been there myself, um, but it was it was an interesting story, and it's an interesting photo to look at to kind of figure out what it might be. I think people are at least ruling out photo manipulation because. It I mean, it looks like it's from, and it is from, an official traffic cam, according to UDOT. So take a look, see what you think it might be, whether ghost or otherwise. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And knowing that there's a, it's an actual ghost town, that kind of adds to it, you know, <laughs> which is probably why they posted it, because yeah, of the history a, of the area. It's another level of mystery, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. So uh, I'm looking at this picture, and, you know... I would just like to know what everybody else thinks. I mean, you know, I, I honestly don't ha- really have much of an opinion on it other than the fact that there's definitely something there, you know, and like you said, I mean, people have an opinion of it being alien possibly and all that stuff. So um, and it doesn't seem like there's really much in the picture to gauge as to how tall it is. You know, it, it looks like there's snow mounds on both sides of the road, and it'd be nice to know how tall those snow, ba- snow mounds are if the snow mounds were four feet or a foot, you know kind of help you gauge things. So yeah, that's very interesting. What do we got next? So next up is actually a scientific study. Uh, I pulled this off of livescience.com. There's a new study out about de-extinction. Uh, it's asking whether reviving an extinct species is actually worth doing. Um, de-extinction, if you're not familiar with that term, is it's it's basically using genetic techniques to reconnect, or I'm sorry, recreate animals that, and plants that have gone extinct. Okay. So it's an interesting article, again, another interesting piece, um, not necessarily, you know, a, a paranormal or, or, or supernatural topic, but it's interesting to kind of consider, okay, what are the pros and cons of bringing a dead species back to life, kind of resurrecting, you know, an entire yeah. species, if, if that's possible. Did you find any pros and cons anywhere? I do have some that I, you know, kind of thought of maybe myself and also taking it from from this article. Uh, I've got let me let me see. Okay, so we can let me get your opinion too. It's kind of kind of cool to bring back some awesome animals <laughs> that we've lost throughout the years. Um, there's there's an entire list of of some animals that I think scientists have been considering bringing back, you know, either recently or, or for some time, including uh, the woolly mammoth, Stellar's sea cow, a thylacine, which is actually a Tasmanian tiger. That's the name for that. Um, which, incidentally, people are actually thinking that they're seeing again on, on trail cameras. So, really? Yeah, that that might not be quite as extinct <laughs> as people thought, but that is on the list. Uh, the, the quagga, which is sort of like a zebra horse hybrid that actually used to exist. It wasn't it wasn't a hybrid, it was a real animal. Hmm. And then the moa. I mean, that's just to name a few. A few extinct animals, there's certainly tons yeah. of extinct species. But that's something to consider. You could bring back something that's really amazing, something that we can study. It's also, I mean, it's a scientific achievement to take something that's been dead for, you know, even thousands of years, hundreds of years and actually bring it back and have it thrive. That's something too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a scientific achievement. It's something that I also wonder how long have we really had this capability of doing so. You know, I, I feel like if they're telling us now that they have this ability, 
maybe they had this ability 40 years ago, you know? And, you know, and then you get into the ideas of, you know, the cryptid side of things, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what are some cons to this that you've found? Well, one, the, the biggest one that I think came out of this study was the cost is the cost is unknown as of yet because, I mean, supposedly, allegedly, they have not really successfully resurrected any any extinct species. But the cost they figured to to bring a, an extinct species, make a de-extinct, is more um, – it'll cost more to bring an extinct species to life than it would to help species that are near extinction now to survive. Mm. Uh, so, for example, um, I'm not sure if you know that made sense. So let me let me give you an example. If New Zealand, this is this is actually from the study. New Zealand, if they raised 11 of its extinct species, so they New Zealand has at least 11 extinct species. If they raised those species from the dead, so to speak the government would actually have to monetarily sacrifice keeping 33 existing species alive. Wow. So it's sort of, I mean, it's really a give and take, and it's like which one is better? Is it better to see if, you know, you can scientifically achieve this feat and sacrifice it at the, you know, at the risk of other species that are already close to extinction but still in existence? Or is it better to focus on keeping, you know, right. animal populations alive and plant populations alive now? Yeah, I mean, you know, financially speaking, it doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, maybe if they were gonna if they were gonna push through and do something like this, maybe just commit to doing one. I don't know if there would be a cheaper one. Probably not. Like <laughs> the size of of species probably doesn't matter. It's probably the same process that goes into it. But uh, maybe just one, just to show that they can do it. But for me personally, looking at it, I mean, you'd lose 33 species just to bring back 11 that are already dead. That doesn't make sense. So, yeah, And it's not even the cost of, of raising it from the dead. It's then, then you have to help that one thrive in itself and help that one survive right. in you know, this new habitat. And would the habitat be affected by this brand new species that's being reintroduced after maybe hundreds of years. Right. And even so, I mean, look at the woolly mammoth. You bring back you bring back the woolly mammoth and I question if our ecosystem is capable of supporting a woolly mammoth. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is is what we have today something that a woolly mammoth could sustain itself in without us interfering and, you know, bringing it food every day and really kind of cutting off its con- communication with other areas just to make sure it stays alive. I mean, there could be really a lot of money and time that goes into just keeping one alive. So that, that's something to think about. Yeah. There's a subtle difference between resurrecting a, a passenger pigeon and a gigantosaurus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then along with that, I mean, you have the, I guess I want to call it the Jurassic Park effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've known from Jurassic Park movies, I think we've been conditioned to think that it's cool, it could happen, but then they'll turn on us. <laughs> right. So depending on what is made de-extinct, I don't know. I don't know what could happen. Yeah. No. And I, you know, I've heard about this before. And they also talk about, you know, combining things, you know, uh, to bring back the woolly mammoth. One of the things they were talking about was, you know, they might use some DNA from an elephant to do so, combining the DNAs and stuff. And 
by doing that, that's a just that's a slippery slope that some people aren't willing to go down. You know, uh, it that's something that you you have to ask yourself. Just because we have the ability to do something, should we be doing it? Because where do you stop at? Because once you show that you can do something like that, you know that that's some that's some ability that if it gets in the wrong hands, wrong you know authorities' hands. It could be a problem. And you're, like I said before, you're talking about cryptids now. You're talking about combining creatures. Like, you know, people are saying they see the dog man. You know, that's, you know, <laughs> we already know that they're doing that with the growing the human organs. Uh, they have, uh, I don't know if there's a better scientific name for it, but for lack of better terms, there's the, uh, I guess it's like a farm where they're growing human organs and pigs. And that's been on the news, you know, for the last few months. And uh, I've, you know, I didn't pull up the article or anything for that. I just thought of it now. But by you know, the, but the idea behind doing that is that you know they're farming organs. So if you need an you know organ transplant, they'll have it. And so you know, the idea behind it is you know well-meaning. But you put that kind of ability in the wrong person's hands. Imagine if that gets in a dictator's hands or something like that. I mean, you could have a problem. So you know, just because we can do something doesn't always mean we should do it. And those are some good points. I mean, especially financially and stuff, all the effort that goes into something like that, you know. Yeah, And so far, it's not, I mean, that we know of been successful. Um, but there is there is one instance, I think, that the most successful so far is they, they tried to grow an extinct species of the ibex. It was the Pyrenean ibex. And they grew it fully to term, I think, inside of a goat. So talk about, you know, combining an animal. It has to have a, a host to, to grow it in. Um, but it, it died, you know, shortly after it was born just because of some lung defects. So there's a lot of things, obviously, that they would have to work out. And then what the result would be down the line, I, that's that's anyone's guess at this point. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, It's interesting, but it's also a little scary. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very... Uh, Interesting to say the least. But definitely very science fiction. Yeah. And, and that's, that's funny, And maybe though. not so fiction. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and down the line. I mean, you know, when we were kids, that was science fiction. Now it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even a matter of us projecting saying in 10, 15 years, we might have a little bit of this technology to start the process of doing something like this, possibly. Now it's like, yeah, of course we have that kind of technology. Technology has advanced so much since the, the century has turned. Uh, in the last 17 years, it's it's been unbelievable. And so it does, I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there that, that would doubt that we have this technology. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are surprised that technology hasn't come out already. So, yeah, it's definitely sci-fi and, you know, interesting. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it all, though. What's next? Okay, so our next topic is... Uh a viral photo. This has been circulating around the internet for at least the last week, I believe. Um, so what you have, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, uh, it's a photo, a selfie. It's a popular photo nowadays. It's a selfie of a girl who was on a fishing trip in Tifton, Virginia. Or I'm sorry, Tifton, Georgia. She takes a selfie in a truck on this fishing trip. And at some point, you know, after she took this picture, she realized that there is something in the photo that was not there when she took it. <laughs> it's a dark figure. You can actually see it through the the back windshield of the truck. And the figure appears to be standing maybe, I believe, next to the truck. And somebody's, somebody's in the bed of the truck. And it's really a distinct, at least I think it's 
pretty distinct figure of a person. It looks like maybe they're wearing some kind of baseball cap, collared shirt. They're they're facing the the camera and looks like they have, you know, pretty clear facial features, but the entire figure is all black. You know, the 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 facial features, the hat, the clothes, everything is black. It's very shadowy. Kind of looks like a shadow figure, but so very distinct in the photo. Yeah, it's a definitely an interesting photo. And when I first saw this photo earlier this week, I, I didn't read the description or anything. I just saw that somebody said it was a ghost photo. And I looked at it and I looked at it for maybe like five seconds. I'm like, I don't see no ghost <laughs> because the third person in the picture that's supposed to be the ghost, I, it, it, looks, it looks so real. It looks like they're really I just there. thought that they, they that was their you know third mate that they were fishing with. And it wasn't until... I saw the the picture going around the internet so much that I looked into it more and I was like, oh, wow, that's that's not supposed to be there? So I was really surprised by that. Uh, and I thought that it was, you know, very current event. And I thought that it would be interesting and cool if we were able to get this lady and her daughter on for an interview. And so I reached out to them on Facebook Facebook is so easy to reach people. It's it's unbelievable. But um, yeah, no, she actually said that she would be willing to come on this week and share what her daughter found. And her daughter said that she'd like to come on too. So, you know, next up here, you're going to hear the interview that I was able to do with them earlier this week. And, uh, you know, hope you guys enjoy it. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on here and, you know, getting this this show ro- rolling with the uh, the new segment here. Do you uh, do you think it's going to be a fun segment? I sure hope so. I mean, please send us again. Let's let's give it a great name. Uh, send us your your name titles at the Confessionals Podcast at gmail And then if you have any topics that you think would be relevant or you know fantastic for us to to get on the air and and get out to all, everyone listening, please let us know. Yeah, and before we hit to the get to the interview. Uh, I just want remember that we wanted to mention that this week I went on iTunes and I saw that the Confessionals was actually ranked 55th out of 200 uh, top podcasts on iTunes for natural sciences. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. What do you think about that? <laughs> that was very exciting to see that because I think even I mean not so long ago I don't think it was it was ranked at all and then all of a sudden it's taken you know close to the top top quarter percent there. So yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And it just shows that you guys are watching or not watching, but listening to the <laughs> show, uh, because that those are things that are totally out of my control. You know, it, the only way I get ranked like that is if you guys are listening to the show and enjoying it and sharing it with others. So I would really, really, really appreciate it if you continue to share the show with other people, you know, leave reviews, subscribe to the show, all the stuff that you can do to help support us, that'd be awesome because clearly, clearly, clearly it's been working. And I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Linz, thank you very much for getting this new segment going. And I'm sure everybody's going to love it. So, Yep, thank you. It's fun. All right, guys. Here's the interview. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, we're good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, tonight we're joined with Jessica and Haley. I actually saw your picture on the internet earlier this week. And funny story is when I first, Haley, when I first saw the picture that you took, I I didn't read the caption that your mom wrote and everything. I just saw the picture and I looked at it real quick 
and I saw three people in the picture and I was like, where's the ghost? So I actually, I flipped, I flipped away from the picture because I didn't know, you know, what I, what I was looking for. And I was in, in a hurry. And then later on the day, I saw a bunch of other people posting it all over the place. And so I looked at it closer and, you know, I almost fell out of my chair when I realized that the third person in that picture wasn't supposed to be there. So Haley, I'm very interested to hear about, you know, what happened here and stuff. So if you could just let us know, like, what, what what's happening? What were you and your brother doing that day? You know, just, you know, share, share us how this whole picture came about. Well, it was my brother's birthday. So we had went fishing with our grandparents at um, a fishing place in Tifton. And um, I had been taking pictures of Colton catching his fish and all. So we had, once we were getting ready to leave, Colton was in the back of the truck um fixing up his tackle box and I was so I decided to take a picture and I just took a picture of me and I thought it looked really good so we were about halfway no we had just left the place we were back on the road and I wanted to look at the picture so I went back into my camera roll and I'm like oh Colton's in the back so I zoomed in on it and I saw that and my reaction was I just started crying because I was so scared. I didn't know what that was or who it was or there was because there was nobody near us. Wow. So you, you had no idea until you were driving away. Mm-hmm. And then I showed my grandma that was sitting in front of me. I showed it to her and she knew that was nobody near her. So she's like, pull the car over. And we all like stopped and like looked at it. And I was in the back, like in tears. Cause I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I can imagine it can be an overwhelming feeling. Uh, when you guys were out there fishing and everything, did you guys notice anything, you know, different or odd that made you feel uneasy or was it just a normal day? Just a normal day. Wow. Wow. So Jessica, when, when your daughter, when Haley showed you the picture, what was your reaction? Well, um, I was not with them, so she she sent me, she texted me the picture first, and when I opened it up and looked at it, the first thing I thought was, oh, who is this, you know, they found somebody to fish with, who is this man? And then immediately my phone rang, and it was Haley, and she starts, you know, she was just almost in a panic. She starts saying, you know, mama, mama, did you see that man, that, you know, he's not, not there, not wasn't in my picture, and my first reaction was to just kind of laugh and I'm like, girl, you messing with me. And, you know, I'm thinking, how'd you learn to do that? And then she started crying. So I kind of took it more serious then. And I'm like, okay, slow down. What are you talking about? And she just handed the phone off to her grandma. And, you know, grandma was saying that she was going back through her pictures and that there was nobody else there. And, and, um, you know, that Haley was, was really upset by it. So at that point, um, I realized it was for real. Yeah. Uh, what did Colton, your son, say? I mean, it looks like the figure is right there with him. What was his reaction to all, all this? Um, he just thought it was pretty cool. He uh, he caught the biggest fish he's ever caught that day. So <laughs> he just, you know, maybe he liked my big fish. So people have asked if he had felt anything around him or anything like that, and he hadn't. He just, um, he was just enjoying his day of fishing and he just said the, the man looks happy. So he, he thinks he liked his big fish. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like whatever, or whoever that is, is standing there kind of admiring the catch of the day and stuff. And it's just really interesting because <laughs> right. it's not like, 
it's not like when you look at the picture, the guy has a scowl or anything. He he has a smile on his face, like he's enjoying the the view. Right, and um, I'm I'm very thankful that he looks happy because you know sometimes you see pictures like this and the the thing in the picture looks creepy or scary or whatever. And I think if that had been the case, it would have been a lot harder on Haley because she she already had a hard enough time with it. But I am very thankful that um, the the gentleman looked happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, where they were at, Haley and and Jessica. Uh, do you guys know of any of the history in that area? It, has there ever been some kind of tragedy, maybe, that there was a lot of lives lost? Was there an accident, maybe, that could have caused this apparition to, to appear there? Because, you know, one of the first things that people might think is, well, maybe it's a ghost from a war. But you can throw that out the window when you, ser- when you see the person wearing a baseball hat. So he's, he's right. wearing modern clothing. But do you know of any kind of uh, history of that area at all? Well, um, the picture was taken on Saturday afternoon, so I couldn't speak with anyone connected to the place until Monday morning. So Monday morning, I called the gentleman that is over the area. What it is, is it's a public fishing area that has, I believe their website says they have about 70 different ponds. Um, but he, uh, I called him and he had actually seen the picture already. And I asked if he knew of anything that had happened in that area. And he said he did not, but he had only been in charge of the area four to five years. He had only worked there. But he contacted the gentleman that had been the manager of it previously um, since the state took it over in 1989. And he did not know of any incidences either. So now, and he did make the statement, you know, before 1989, it was privately owned. So if anything had happened out there, they wouldn't have any way to know but from all the research that I've done and, and talking to the people that work there and that are over the fishing area, no one knows of any um, tragic incidences that have happened out there. Okay. Uh, it's funny because a lot of times people think that, you know, ghosts are in houses or old buildings. Uh, you, you don't really equate seeing a ghost in broad daylight on a fishing trip outside. But that's exactly <laughs> what seems to happen here. Uh, you know, were you surprised by the re- the reaction that this photo has gotten on the internet? Yes. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I put it up real quick just for, you know, my friends and family. I just thought it was a very cool picture. Um, and if you scroll back through, I mean, it would be thousands of comments now, but you can see in the very beginning, a friend of mine was just like, Hey, will you make this public so I can show my friends? And I'm like, sure, let me figure out how to do that. And I just made it public and from there, it completely blew up. Um, it, I, it was not, it's just unbelievable. I was not expecting anything like this whatsoever. I, you know, when I first posted it, I thought, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, m- maybe a hundred shares or so and, you know, some some comments. But this is, this is crazy how far it's went. Yeah, I've had on my Instagram page, I've had some of my friends ask me, to um, let them screenshot it and let them post it on their page. And lots of people, many people and many people have commented and seen it. Yeah, I imagine. Haley, what has, I mean, you're going to school. So has the kids ever said anything to you about this picture at school? Yes. Every single person in my class, all my teachers, my gym coaches, my band teacher, everybody has asked me about it. Has everybody been kind of congratulating you on getting the picture or have they been questioning you as to how good your Photoshop skills are? 
nobody's thought it was Photoshop. Everybody knows me, and nobody knows that I would do something like this for attention because I'm not really one of the kids to do that, and nobody thinks it's Photoshop at my school. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, when I was looking at the picture, you know, one thing I, I saw people say that maybe it's a, a glare off the w- front windshield, but I mean, it's just the angles are all wrong. And plus the, the figure cuts off right where the toolbox begins. And it looks like it's actually standing behind Colton at certain points. And so, I, you know, you can throw that out the window. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but it looks like to me when I'm looking at it, there's a, a thicker tree in the background. It almost looks like you can actually still see the trunk of that tree going down through the person's head. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yes. That was um, one of the first things that was pointed out. You can actually see through the gentleman, um, you know, especially towards the top of his head and hat, you can see the tree through him. And so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was freaky. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, with With all this stuff going on, you know, all the shares and everything, has it has it changed anything at home for you guys? Or are you guys just kind of going about business as usual? Or have you been getting a lot of phone calls from a lot of different people? Um, the only thing that it's um, changed for me personally is just my, uh, well, let's see, like I have I have a thousand friend, I assume that your friend request on Facebook stops at a thousand because that's the highest number that it goes. And I don't, I don't add people I don't know. So they're just kind of sitting there and, um, I've I've been having usually like eight to ten um, reporters or news broadcast people each day since that day um, contacting me and wanting um, you know quotes or or interviews or anything like that. And then um, other than that, it's just trying to get my family and friends the the people that put negative comments and stuff on there. I don't reply back to any of that. Um, but, you know, family and friends that know us and love us and know that it's real, they, you know, they want to reply back and, and uh, you know, get upset about it and whatever. So I'm just trying to keep them from, you know, from saying anything because it's okay. You know, everybody everybody has a right to their opinions. And so I say, you know, if it's negative or derogatory, just leave it alone. It's okay. You know, so that's the only thing I'm trying to do day to day is just um, keep my family and friends from getting upset about stuff that gets that's shared. Yeah. I just get a bunch of texts every day from people that I know. I haven't, yeah, I just get a bunch of texts. Oh, and I usually sure. I usually get um, two or three news articles sent to me um, a day from various places. Um, you know, we've had United Kingdom, Morocco, Italy, Peru, Brazil, wow. um, uh, lots of places. Yeah, that's... You know, when it comes to the negative comments, you know, I I'm I have a lot of different, you know, things that I do. I have a YouTube channel and things and you know, I get negative comments on things that I post because, you know, for every person that loves your stuff, there's four or five people that want to hate it, you know? So, uh right. I what I always always learned to do was just exactly what you're saying, you know, just ignore it and, you know, they don't know you and you're not going to change anybody's mind. So, I would just suggest ignoring it. And eventually they'll all go away. Once once the time passes and you know everybody gets used to the photo, I mean the the, the mean people are just they're just gonna go away. So it's a shame that right. you guys and have I to kind of go through that though. Yeah, and you know, I mean there and like I said, it's okay. I mean, there are some people that no matter what you show them, you know, because there's a, a gentleman that's put up a YouTube video that he's a paranormal investigator and um he's put a YouTube video up 
showing how, you know, he tried in every way that he normally does to debunk the photo. And he shows the actual processes that he used and he breaks apart every single thing about the photo that people try to say makes it fake or whatever. And, you know, so he states then that that's what he does. He's a paranormal expert and that it's, it's real. It's not Photoshopped, but some people, no matter what you show them, that's what they're going to stick with. And so, you know, I mean, that's just, that's okay. Absolutely. I've actually, I've actually searched it up and there's at least um, 12 or 13 YouTube videos about it. Some are like in different languages. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need uh, Google Translator to help you with that. I, I really do. I get, um, I get a lot of Facebook messages that are in other languages. <laughs> I'm sure. And so I can't, I can't read a lot of them. Yeah. If you, if you want to read them, just look, uh, look up Google Translator. It's usually pretty good with translating different languages for you. You just kind of copy paste whatever you want to read and it translates it to English for you. Um, yeah, I tried to do that on some of the Spanish ones, but some of them are in um, what I assume is maybe like Arabic or something like that. Or I don't know what um, exact, you know, language or script that is, but I, I don't even know how to write that. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. So, all right, I have one more question for you guys before we get out of here. And it's actually a two-part question, and I want both of you guys to answer it. Before this happened, did you believe in ghosts? And after this happened, do you believe in ghosts now? We'll start with Haley. Haley, let, what do you say? I'll let Haley go first. Yeah. Um, before, yes. And after it, I still do because that just proves it even more to me because before that I'm always scared of everything. I'm just one of those people and that scared me even more with everything. So I'm sure. I'm sure. And as for me, yes, I've, um, my family, we, we've always believed in ghosts and, uh, yeah. So seeing the picture is just even more proof of, of what's out there. And, and so, yeah, we, we totally believe. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking with me and stuff. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that enjoy hearing from you and hearing you tell your story as to how this all happened. So I really appreciate you getting on with me and talking. Uh, I, I really hope this picture really kind of helps open people's eyes as to you know what goes on out there. So thank you for coming on the show with me. Yes, thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed me catching up with uh, Haley and Jessica. I thought it was a really good interview. I thought it was informative. And since the picture has been floating around the internet for a couple days now, it's been making some big news. So I thought it'd be a great idea to have them on the show for them to share their story. And uh, they seem to really enjoy themselves. And I had a great time interviewing them. So I hope you guys got some good information out of them about what the picture holds and the background information and things like that. Now, tonight's main interview, we're going to be talking to Matt. Matt has had an encounter with several demons throughout his entire life. It's been something that's been haunting him since he could really remember. When he was a kid, he would wake up crying in his bedroom. His mom would come in and he'd just be staring at the wall. There's a lot of different things that he goes into tonight sharing about why he believes these demons have been haunting him since he was a little kid before he could even speak. So without any further delay, let's get into tonight's episode and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt, how you doing? All right. How about you? Um, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I really appreciate you reaching out to me through the email. 
uh, some of your stories that you started sharing with me in there was really interesting and it caught my, my eye right away. And I, I was, I was glad you actually, um, emailed me back right away because I wasn't sure if, you know, you were going to be able to do that because I waited, a, you know, a couple of days before I got back to you. So I was really happy to hear back from you. Uh, some of the things that you share with me, I definitely want to get into tonight, but I kind of just want to start things off with, you know, your background and share, share with people, you know, your background and how this kind of all came together for you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the first thing was, um, I don't know. I just, I haven't ever had a day or night that this thing wasn't in my room. It was standing at my bedroom door, and I I stayed in the same bedroom. I never even changed bedrooms in the same house for about 16 years. And um, I can't remember a time when it wasn't there. And, you know, my mother, she had told me about experiences she had had with um, demons in the past. She said she had messed with a Ouija board, but, you know, she had got it dealt with. And I don't know, that may be some sort of correlation, but I was raised in the church until I was like nine years old. So, you know, I, I knew these things existed. I knew they weren't a myth or a legend, you know, so I believed in them. Right. But, you know the way I could, I could see it. I, you know, you could. I couldn't really see it. I just would close my eyes and concentrate, and it's like it's you just see it in your mind's eye, and it, it's kind of hard to describe because it's not it's not seeing. It's like feeling, but. Uh, the, the only way I can describe it is like the everything's gray, you know, black and white. It's not color. And it's just, uh, I guess it would be close to what, I mean, sort of like echolocation. It's like just, it's hard to describe the sense of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you seem to be uh, more sensitive to it. Uh not necessarily seeing it, but you feel it. Yeah, I like, I, I believe that not, not everybody is sensitive, but there are a lot more than we know. And just a lot of people don't utilize it. And I feel that because I was able to, you know, practice it and wield it, I just... I like I can still use it to this day. It's just something that's there. It's like another sense. Which sounds, you know, corny. It sounds like that's why I don't wanna, you know that's why I'd like to remain anonymous, it's just like I sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's crazy at all. In fact I think uh there's a lot of people out there that when they hear stories like you're gonna be sharing tonight they'll be able to relate to it a lot, I think. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to, I can go into more detail about what it, what it looked like. 
Absolutely. Share with us what you've experienced. Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. It it stayed in the exact same place. It never moved for about eight years. I only saw it move once. And but it could it's like it could project itself, you know, wherever it wanted. But it, it was it was locked to that location. But with enough power it could move. And I I've 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 discovered through encountering um multiple demons that um there's different types in my experience. I've only seen two different types, but the ones that I've seen are um the demon of sickness and um the demon of fear. And the one that uh, haunted me most of my childhood was uh, fear. And well, what it looked like, it's it just looked like a shadow. And that's all I could see of it. I, I don't know, maybe that's all it could let me see at least. But it just looked like a large shadow, really broad shoulders, almost like like if a rock were like alive just standing there, just a boulder. I don't know, It's it was just so bulky, and, it, you know, you could tell it wasn't human. And it, it, it's like, it had, like, two pinhole eyes, basically, which were just, like, glowing red, and it, like, had a red aura around it. And, um, it just had, like this red smile and that's all I could see of it but that's what that's that's how I I sensed it okay that's what I sensed now when you said you know it was there are you talking about in your bedroom yeah okay and so you say you think it was like more like a de- a demon of fear, and then you kind of related it to the idea of a demon of sickness. Uh, is the demon of fear because it was something you you were fe- obviously I think you were feeling fear. Is that why because, you describe it that way? Yeah, uh, I describe it that way because that is what they feed off of, and it's it's kind of strange. It's kind of interesting that. The demon of sickness I encountered had like a greenish aura. It wasn't red; it was greenish aura. You know, it was it was different, and it wasn't as like large and muscular and bulky. It was like slimmer. It was it was just different. It was a different type. Okay, so you've ex- you've experienced both types. Yeah, but I like like I said. I, well, I you know I've experienced experienced um three but only two types i've seen two um demons of fear and so these the demon of fear and the demon of sickness that you've experienced both those were in your room i'm thinking or were all three in your room um well i'll i'll start with the demon of sickness well okay. first i was you know, I th- I, th- I kind of thought I was crazy. I just I I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't, you know. I like I went to bed until I was like twelve years old, 
because I just I could not get out of bed to get up and use the restroom. I could not do it. And I would wake up almost every night at 2 in the morning, 2 or 3 in the morning, and have it standing over me, like, just right there. And, you know, my my mom, she she's told me a few times this has happened that when I was, like, really, really young, before I could talk, before, when I could just barely talk, I would be in my room alone and... I would just scream, just be screaming and crying, and she'd come running in there, and I'd just be pointing at nothing. And all I would say was lion. I, I guess that was just, you know, the only word I had for it. But, you know, it, it's been there since before I can even, since, since before my memory goes back. And it just to have something like that in your room is just... I don't know. It, it's terrifying. And I I had a few encounters with it where, you know, it, it builds strength, but it takes a long time. And it builds strength over fear. So the more you fear it, the more it grows. So I feared it for years. And when I was about eight or nine years old, well, no. This was right before I told my mom, so I was probably about 12 years old. And I decided not to fear it, and I, I like I kind of faced it, because for some reason it, ha- it had this rule. I don't know why, but when I slept in the bed, it wanted me to face away from it. I just, I just knew that. It just gave me that sense. I just, it wanted me to. And one night, I just wanted to face it. I just, I just said, "This is all in my head. I'm crazy. Um, I'm done with this." And I faced it, and I, I decided to sleep on sleep while facing it. And as I was starting to fall asleep, I woke up immediately, just with this urgent sense of fear, and I could sense it right there, and it just moved from the like end of my room to just right up against the edge of my bed standing right over me and I could hear chewing like literally I could hear it in my ears it wasn't like I could sense anything I could it made the sound audible and it projected an idea into my head because demons are strong enough to do that they can project things into your head then it's not like a sentence it's not like it's different it's just it's like your thought but you know it's their thought they just sent a thought into your head like this is cartilage you know i like i'm chewing on cartilage right now and this is what i'm gonna do to you and it's that kind of thing is is what made me decide to, you know, go to my mom about it. And when I told her about it, she actually, like, to my surprise, believed me. And she gave me um, this prayer to say. And she actually uh, slept in the room with me, uh, you know, for about a week. And I went in my bedroom and said this prayer aloud. 
And as I said it, I believed it. You know, I, you know, I believed it in my heart. It doesn't work unless, you know, you're you're praying to God and you're asking for His help. And immediately when I was done, it was gone. It was just, it was just like a weight lifted, and it it was just amazing. Then literally, like twenty seconds later, a the demon of sickness. Um, appeared and like right when it appeared I could sense it and it was just my, I just felt sick to my stomach like I just felt horrible like I was just I don't know I just felt like I was about to throw up and I grabbed the prayer and I said it really quickly and it it went away and it worked and it didn't come back for a little while was that the first time that you ever prayed to have these things leave you alone? That, yeah, that's the first time I ever, you know, prayed to God to ask for help. Because, you know, before that I thought, I have a lot of mental illness in my family. I thought maybe I was, you know, becoming schizophrenic and I was just becoming crazy. And I thought maybe if I can try and control it for as long as I can, I can hold it back, you know. And I thought, I don't know, it's just, I never even thought to try and pray. But she got a prayer directly from the Bible, and it was it was just something about the Lord's Word, I think, <laughs> is what works. Um, if you want me to, I can just, you know, go in chronological order. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, later on... I was about 15, and my sister was in my old bedroom. She was staying in there, and I was staying across the house. And I I don't know. I'd, it's like it wouldn't let me see it, but I could, like, feel that it was kind of there. And I... It, it it just felt heavy and I, I i couldn't see it but i felt that it was trying to come back at least and then um my sister told my mom one night she came running into her bedroom and wanted to you know sleep in her bed and she told my mom that and i had never told my sister my mom had never told my sister cuz my sister scares easy she's 5 years younger than me you know she don't we don't want to tell her things like that. We didn't tell her anything about the demon or anything that was going on. And she came in there and she and uh, she was um, laying in the bed and facing the wall away from you know where the demon used to stand. And um, she said she was laying there trying to go to sleep and she heard in her in her ear a very deep man's voice say, um, do not open your eyes and do not turn around, which was like, it, it just hit me like it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's the exact same one that was in there with me. Cause you know, that's what it told me to do for years. You know, it wanted me to, you know, keep my eyes closed and don't turn around. It, you know, I'm supposed to 
I don't know, sleep that way for some reason. I don't know. I don't have a reason for that. It just, I just knew it wanted me to do that, which is, it's kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. So your sister pretty much has experienced the same exact thing that you experienced. Yeah, basically. Now, how how did that make you feel? Did Was that like validation in your mind that, that you weren't going crazy? Or that were you scared like for her? That was the first real validation I really got. Because up until that point, I still kind of in the back of my mind thought, you know, this still may be in all of my head because I'm the only one that's experienced this. I'm the only one that can sense it. So it's it, w- it was kind of scary up until that point. But even after that, it, I was I was scared for my sister. But, you know... Um, we we put up some crosses on her walls, and my mom said the prayer in her in her bedroom for her and everything. And uh, she didn't have any problems with it in that in that house anymore. Well, that's good. So yeah, <laughs> let me ask you a question, kind of backtracking a little bit here. When you first said that prayer, and it went away. And then you said that the demon of sickness appeared then, not too much longer later. Was that the first time that you ever experienced a demon of sickness, or was that something that you had experienced before? That was the first time. Now, when you when you experienced it for the first time, did you know there was a distinguishing difference in the presence? Immediately. Like the second it the second it appeared, I saw you know, the green aura, the slimmer figure, it was like, I knew it was something different and it, but I knew it was still just evil. So you prayed, you, you prayed, these things went away. Your sister experienced it. What happened next? Um, well, you know, after, after we moved out of that house, we moved to, um, I was 15 at that time, so about it was three years later because I was 18 when it came back. But there's um, when I was 17 was when I encountered um, the third demon, the third demon I've ever encountered, and um, that was that was interesting because it was. I had just moved down here to um, Mississippi, and uh, like my best friend called me, and he, him, my mom, and my girlfriend are the only people I've ever told this story. <laughs> so he he knew to call me. You know, he wanted to ask me what to do, and he called me and um, asked me. He, he he told me about this girl that he knew, one of his friends, and she said that a demon had attached itself to her, that it was it was following her around, tormenting her, it, that literally it was it was strong enough and you know capable enough that it was it wasn't just you know tormenting her, it was speaking to her. She couldn't. She just it constantly, like most of the day. And the second 
And he actually told me he had an, he saw it with his own eyes, and that's really really rare because it takes a lot of energy to show yourself to show to show themselves. You know, it it takes a lot of energy to do that, and that it just has energy to spare just to show it to a random person just to just to have fun. That's like that's powerful. And he said he saw it just sitting in her car, and there was nobody else in the car, but he walked out to her car to get something out, and he just saw it sitting in there just smiling at him, and it just petrified him, you know. But the second we he started telling me about it, it, it knew. Whenever you talk about a demon, you you don't have to say its name, you don't have to, you know, all you have to do is imply it. It knows you're talking about it. It's a. I don't know. They. I don't know how they know. It's just. It's just an ability. And whenever we were talking about it, he texted me and said, because he was asking me how to get rid of it and stuff. And I started looking up prayers and stuff because I couldn't remember the prayer that we had said when I was younger. And um, he texted me back and he said that the girl had told him to stop texting me and stop talking about it because I, we were making it really, really angry. Like, she didn't know we were talking about it. He didn't tell her that we were saying anything about it, but she just, she she texted my friend Josh and just said, you need to stop talking about him. He's getting angry. And that was like, and when when I continued looking up prayers and sending different prayers to, oh sorry, can you believe that? Yeah, can't have yeah, I can do that. Um, when I continued sending prayers, I um, like I said, it could they can project themselves, and it literally projected itself to me in the bedroom. And it was trying to intimidate me and scare me. And, you know, I stood up to it. I was like, you know, I'm not afraid of you. I have, you know, I've got on my side. And it it backed down and went away. And I basically told told my friend that, you know, if she really, I don't know your friend, you know, that well at all. But if she really wants to get rid of this, she needs to not just use these prayers she needs to, you know, try and go to church. She needs to actually believe it as she says it, you know. She needs to believe the word she's saying and live by it. You can't just, you know, pray one day and then go do drugs and do other things like that and expect for it to go away. Those are gateways. You open yourself up to that. Right. So what happened? Like, how this whole thing end, as far as you know? I, I honestly don't know. I'm sorry to tell you, but the, you know what's crazy about that? It's it is the most powerful demon I've ever encountered, and it was like way like blue blue the one that I I met out of the water. You know, it was it was insane. When you when it, when you saw it, or even when your friend saw it, if he describes you, what what did you see? And is this is this like a physical like you actually saw with your eyes or was it like before where you kind of just sensed it? It was it was a sense. 
Okay. And you know, it got it got really angry and what what scared me really bad and it scared me at first, but it didn't bother me later because you know, I knew I had the prayers and everything like that, but it it was actually able to, you know, hurt, hurt me a little bit. It like it come behind me and just dug like its claws into my back and just drug down. And there were no marks or anything on my back, but it was like I could feel it just, you know, heat really deep into the muscles and just going through. And, you know, like those muscles in my back were just all through where it was, was just like, you know, burning pains all the next day. And it was like I've never, you know, experienced anything like that. So you felt it, but there was no marks left behind? Yeah, no. Okay. But it it I don't know, it it looked about the same as the other demon of fear. It just it was just larger. When your friend said that he saw it in the car, did he describe it the same way you you kind of do where he he didn't physically see it with his eyes, but he kind of sensed it or did he say that he actually saw this thing with his eyes? No, he he saw it with his eyes, and he described it the exact way I describe it. It was, except you know, he couldn't see the red aura around it. I think that's part of the sense, you know. And it's, but he, oh, he said he could see the red eyes, and the silhouette, but he described it the same way. Okay, so he saw it with his eyes. You sensed it, and that's how you saw it. I'm interested. To, and I know this is kind of going back a little bit, but I, I, I'm just, I'm really interested in, is there any way you can kind of describe this again as to how, how you see this without actually physically seeing it? Is this something that like, almost like it's an image that gets put in your mind? Or is it something that you, like when you close your eyes, you can actually like see it with, with your eyes closed kind of thing? Like you sense it that way. I I close my eyes and, you know, I focus and... It's just three-dimensional. It's like I can see all around me. It's like it's like if you could the, it's like if you could have eyes all the way around your head. You okay. know, it's you can see behind you everywhere. You know, everything, but it's it's not color. It's and it's I don't know, it's just like in waves. That's why I kind of described it as echolocation, because it's you just see everything in waves, waves of energy moving across objects. Gotcha. I actually it's think I... to, it's 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 really hard to describe, but it, no, you know you know the exact perfect example almost. What's that? Is have you ever seen the TV show Avatar: The Last Airbender? I have not. Shoot. Well, describe okay, it to well, me. There's, there's a scene where there's this blind girl, and she can sense everything around her with her feet because she's an earthbender, so she can sense all the rock and everything around her. And there's a scene where you just see waves go everywhere, and everything's like grayed out and dark. There's no color, but there's waves going across everything. That's That's the best way to describe it, if you can look up that video. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, but you described it pretty well. I mean, just the idea of the echolocation, 
I mean, I can kind of picture what you're what you're talking about, and I can almost envision what you, you're doing a really good job of describing because I can really almost envision what you mean by that. So, yeah, that's 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 really interesting. You know, the, these stories that you've had, you know, up to this point. Now, I know, you know, um, I'm I'm sorry, I don't mean to backtrack a little bit, but. When I was living in the house and the you know the demon was still there, actually, I haven't been able to do this since, but I think I was drawing power from the demon, and I think it was giving me that power just to you know lure me it it wanted me to show me what it could do, but I used to be able to um and I'll do the same thing, you know, I would sense it. And I would lay out about 20 cards on the table, and I would pick out the ace. And I'd just, you know, mix them up, lay them out, mix them up, lay them out. And I'd do it over and over, and I'd get the ace every time. And it's it's kind of, it does, it kind of looks like something out of a movie or something crazy, because I actually do put my hands over it. You know, I put my hands, and it's like, I've had my girl. I've showed my girlfriend before, and you can actually feel like a heat coming out of my hands. And it's like, it's like I'm able to just send out energy, and I can sense what comes back. So is this that something makes that you, any sense? Is this something that you you can do it still? I haven't been able to do it since. I thought, I th- like I said, I think I was drawing that power from the demon. Which I think it wanted me to because I think it wanted me to be on its side. You know, it wanted me to like accept it and like, hey, if you let me in, I, you know, you can have some power. You could probably, you know, do this or that. And it, it, it's, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but. No, it's deception. I, I it, it's a, it's a deception that they. I imagine and, they're trying to deceive you into doing something that you shouldn't be doing. And it's like in the Bible, it says not to trust psychics. It's like, I could only do that when a demon was around. So, you know, psychics may have made you, like real psychics may just be possessed by demons. You know? Yeah. Well, you said to me that you had gotten a tattoo can you tell us about how that happened and what was the benefit of that? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, it came back when I was about um, 18 years old. And it, you know, that petrified me because it, it, when it came back, it was stronger. And I was living, you know, I moved states at the time. So I was way out of town. You know, I was like, it had followed me. And... I, that's when I realized, you know, it, it it latched itself to me. You know, it wasn't going away. It's there's, it's it's gonna be with me for the rest of my life. And that just, I did not like that idea. That scared me. And I I told my girlfriend about it, and she she was you know kind of scared and shooken up and everything. And um, we went to sleep that night, and I fell asleep, 
and she said that it woke her up and she said she was just sitting there and she could um she said it was like the way I could but it's like it was making itself known to her you know she could feel it there but she did she didn't see it but she could feel it and um it was just trying to scare her you know she knew it was just trying to scare her and she she stood up to it and she she basically basically just like said to it in her mind like you know i have god on my side if if you want to get to him you're gonna have to go through me like now she's feisty (laughs) (laughs) but she you know she stood up to it and everything and she said it was it was pretty angry but it it left and you know it, it was coming back every single night and so i um looked online um looked up some protection prayers and you know protection from evil and stuff like that and i found this chapter in the bible uh, Psalms 91, and I can't remember it exactly, but, you know, it, most of it is just, you know, protection from evil and, you know, because God is with me and, you know, stuff like that. But it's an entire chapter. It's pretty long. It was actually uh, two printout pages, like, long, and I got that on my leg. But it was... um. It's all in Latin, actually. But I, um, it starts on my upper thigh, and it goes almost all the way down to my knee, and it's uh, about as wide as a sheet of paper, you know. And it, I think, I, it took four hours, and it cost about four hundred dollars, but it was, it was definitely worth it. And what was really bad is, um, I didn't know it at the at the time, but actually have fibromyalgia, which uh, makes your pain receptors like a lot more sensitive and stuff, among other things. And, um, you know, it, like, I was nearly passing out. Like, I actually did pass out once, but, like, I was sweating, you know, it was awful. I was just, it was horrible pain, you know, and... (laughs) It was pretty bad, but it was worth it because after that, I haven't had an experience with a demon since. Do you uh, ever get the chance to read Psalm 91 after you get the tag? You did? You do? Okay. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, you know, by you revisiting that scripture. Yeah, uh, I make sure to do. I, I do. I actually keep a. Bible app on my phone just for that. It's always like I open up the Bible app and it's it's always opened up to Psalms ninety one right there. Like it's it's never changed. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That's good. That's good, man. Yeah. So since then, you haven't had any issues. No, I haven't encountered anything. Okay. Now, That's been two years. Gotcha. Now I think. I think, uh, and I've said this to several people before, and I heard this analogy once, and I I really liked it. I I think sometimes people 
All right, so you know how the old school TVs, they have uh, those antennas on it that you can actually watch your TV on, that you had to kind of adjust them to get the proper signal and all that? Well, yeah. I, fe- I feel like it's similar with people where I think sometimes people's antennas, I feel like sometimes people's antennas are more sensitive than other people's, you know? So, you know, maybe maybe your antenna is just a little more bigger than other people's where you, you sense these things more and you're more susceptible to these kind of interactions. Uh, yeah. You know, cause a lot of times people will ask, you know, have you done anything to invite this into your life and things like that? But you know, you, you were a child and, and this was going on before you could even really talk. So, uh, this is something that, uh, maybe you just, Ever since you were a kid, it's just been something that you're sensitive to. You know, it's like they know when you know they're there. If you can sense them, the second you can sense them, they can sense you. You know, they know you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, outside of those experiences you've been able to share with us, is there anything else that has ha- happened, you know, afterwards or that anything that you'd like to share with us or is that pretty much all you that you've experienced um well i have one more um when i was uh i was like 15 or 16 it was right after you know i got rid of the demon and everything and you know i was living in my house in texas and these two spirits And I don't know where they had come from. You know, I didn't live in an old house. It wasn't, you know, Indian burial ground, nothing like that. It was, I don't know why they decided to come there. Maybe they just knew I knew they were there and they just wanted some sort of company. But there were these two, there were child spirits. And there was one, and I I think it was like maybe nine or ten years old and it was a little girl and then there was another one and it was i'd say probably about three or four and it was a little boy i don't know what had happened to them i think they were brother and sister i'm you know i'm not sure but they were they were never you know evil they never did anything bad like the little boy he was he was active a lot. Like in the middle of the day, it would be like two in the afternoon and I'd be sitting there watching TV and I could sense him, you know, run across, you know, the front of the room and I could hear his feet, you know, hitting the floor, just pop, 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 just running across the bedroom. And it was just a little boy just running around and, or he would hide stuff. He would take things and put them under the couch and, he just did stuff like that. The little girl, she didn't do much. She just, she seemed, she seemed to just watch after her brother. She was more standoffish. She wasn't, she didn't get close. But eventually, I'd say maybe like a year and a half later, they just were both gone one day. They just weren't there. So they just showed up one day, and they weren't, like, crazy or anything. They just were there and present, and then one yeah, day they were, they're just done. They were just, 
they were just kids. It was just a couple little kids around there around the house. It was it was interesting. Were you the only one that noticed them? Um my mom would have remotes and stuff moved and missing and stuff. She didn't think anything about it. She has a bad memory. She'd think she just lost it, but like, you know, how'd it get under the couch? Oh, well, I must have dropped it on the floor and the dog knocked it under there. It's like all the way under the couch. I don't think the dog did that. You know, <laughs> you know, she had experience, but it was, I was the only one that really acknowledged it, I think. Okay. So from this point forward, you know, are you just focusing on just living your life or are you, are you, by experiencing these things, is it something that kind of has made you be more interested in diving into actually learning how this all works? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in learning something new and finding new evidence on things. And honestly, I would love to just, you know, go to different haunted places, you know, supposedly haunted places at night, uh, like, you know, across the United States and see if I can feel anything there. See if there's something there. I'd love to do something like that, but right now I just, you know, want to focus on my career and everything like that. I like to listen to, you know, your podcast, <laughs> but other than that, right now it's just school and work. Yeah, I understand that, man. Well, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us, and uh, if you ever have any you know, new things to share with me, feel free to give me a call. You know, I would love to talk with you. All right. I will. All right, man. I'll talk I'll to you later. You know. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's the show, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry for the static noises that you heard during that interview. If I had IT people, I'd have them on it. But since I don't, I'm working on actively trying to figure out what caused that static noise. But hopefully it didn't take away from the interview and you still enjoyed it. I really hope everybody has a great week. Take care.
picture, so I went back into my camera roll. I zoomed in on it and I saw that. I just started crying.